when was this? Last week? This week? I can't remember what time it was. We're going to McDonald's because I wanted hotcakes, which is really the only reason I go to McDonald's is for hotcakes. There's nothing else I really trust there. Maybe ice cream, but hotcakes was what it was. I love everything anyway. McDonald's. I am I'm a glutton for McDonald's. I'm not. This isn't the purpose of what I'm getting into, but we could we could do it out if we had to. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we get we get to the window and the guy says, do you want to donate to blah, blah, blah? I already tune out. Anytime I hear that, he's like, do you want to donate? And I said, I just I did a wave of the hand, like a, a clearly no interest wave and said, nah. Like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. said, nah. And he starts laughing. He goes, nah. I was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> he looks over to his coworker. He goes, he said, nah. <laughs> like, like it was the greatest thing he'd ever heard he, he's just cracking up the whole time while he hands me my food doing stuff he's like have a good day man <laughs> he said nah I, I didn't think much of it but um yeah it's what i say when i get asked those questions i'm just like mm, nah nah I, I never donate this to, to companies like if there's ever like a like do you want to if like every time i go to pet smart and i check out the thing i always say like do you want to donate to animal shelters i'm like no i don't nope Nope. Because if I was going to, I would do it on my own accord, and I wouldn't do it to pad your uh, corporate donation um, budget just for your tax purposes, and just so you can say that you donated this much. And really, it was your customers who did it. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just find that really annoying when they ask me. And then, like, I, I've because I've adopted that uh, mentality, I can, I can, I have so much comfortability just being like, no. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna do that because I I used to not I used to always donate because I don't know what to say if if I didn't <laughs> and but now I do I'll just say that I'm like no it's just so you guys can write it off that you donated all this money to charity when you didn't yep like if you really if you really want to write that off and you really want to be virtuous why don't you just take a, por- a percentage of what I just paid you for this product and then donate it <laughs> yeah that way it's actually a profit yeah yeah so yeah. Give me like one second. I got to go like hide this. I got to go hide Lauren's ring. It's funny because I can talk about it in the podcast because by the time this airs, the proposal already happened. Oh, Which, by so the way, for the listener, I'm proposing to my girlfriend in Mexico next weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, plot twist. She's, she just walked in. No, she didn't. Um, like, am, I, am I supposed to like I feel like I'm doing a bad job. I should act more surprised as if I haven't <gasps> Gasp. Wow. Total news. That's it's going to be funny because like it's October 14th right now. I've been, I've been planning this since like June and it's funny because she's going to listen to this and hear me talk about it on October 14th. And she's just going to be like, my life was a lie. <laughs> well, then give me one second. Yep. You are trying very hard to find a place to hide it. And you are, this is terrible. This is like watching Scooby-Doo where there's a very clear outline of where the thing is hiding yeah that's not great that's not a good spot uh, hope you fix that later what nothing you'll hear it when you listen to this <laughs> um so i decided to hide it in my um my comic book crate <laughs> i'm like she's never gonna look in that i was like i never even look in that <laughs> yep uh all right today we're talking about horror stories that's H O R R O R, not W H O R E. We don't want to talk to HR. Mm-hmm. Nope. We're talking about the spookies. Horror. Um, well, speaking of, uh, because it's Halloween, Halloween is coming up in, well, when, when we air this, um, I think Halloween will be, when is this going to air? Halloween's going to be the following Monday. 
So we're going to air this on the 28th. So you're listening to this in the future on October 28th. And uh, this is just a really perfect time to do one of those um, hor- like Halloween specials. Um, sp- speaking of Halloween, before we get into it, so we just moved into our, our new house. It's in a little cul-de-sac area. And we are by far the youngest people in this cul-de-sac. Uh, still in our 20s. Everyone around us is either in their 30s, 40s, or like even up to 60s. And... Uh, we feel a little out of place because our front yard is just completely decorated in the Halloween stuff. We've got ghosts hanging from the trees. We have tombstones with skeleton hands coming out of the ground and like pumpkin lights lining the walkway. And none of the houses around us have any Halloween decorations whatsoever. Not, not even a jack-o'-lantern or a pumpkin outside. Granted, I, it might be a little too early for a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, it uh, could be. We haven't carved yet. For, but, for that reason but, but you think people would have like some decorations <clears throat> out just something you know we got one we got one ghost out to be fair so yeah it's funny oh, early enough <laughs> <laughs> spooky so well we think that everyone around us is like very catholic because there is a catholic school relatively close to us like i think our second week that we lived here there was this group of kids that came over and they knocked on the door and they asked me if there was anything that they could do in the yard for like help. And I was like, nope. I was like, unless you like, <laughs> unless you like hard manual labor, uh, then yeah, but no, like there's nothing that children should be doing in the backyard in, in my backyard. <laughs> and, uh, so I have a, I have a, like a half acre backyard and in the corner of it, there's just like, there was, I cleaned it up, but they're like this thousand square feet of just, um, like 10 years of just leaves piled up and sticks and, and stones. And, but it, it's all cleaned up now, but I wasn't going to have children go back there and, and go through that because I, I have no idea what was living in there. But I was like, nope, I don't. And then they're like, it's free. <laughs> like, like they were like offended that I said, no, you can't do labor at my house. And <laughs> I was like, no, that's okay. So they left and I uh, shut the door and then I told Lauren about it and she goes, well, they were probably, they could have been Catholic students because even in grade school, when she went to Catholic school, you had to do community service and that's probably what they were looking for. But it's even more awkward because I could see their mom at the end of their driveway, just like looking at me at like looking or looking at them really, but they're in my direction. And uh, I was like, oh, I feel a little bad. I feel like I should have just like, I don't know, had them pick up dog poop or something. <laughs> something fairly safe yeah but i don't know i was also remodeling uh anyways no so we're like okay well they're probably catholic whatever and then we started decorating for halloween and then i realized that oh they're like catholic catholic like like they don't they're celebrate deep, yeah they don't celebrate halloween and mm-hmm. then i started looking around me i'm like nope doesn't i guess nobody celebrates halloween over here that's and, a bummer. Yeah, so we're like the only house that has the stuff. We almost bought the Skelly from Home Depot, the the uh, twelve foot uh, um, animatronic skeleton. It looks like a Titan. If you've seen Attack on Titan, <laughs> like you, you showed me it's, a picture, and I was like, "That's a Titan." Yeah, it's so it was like like three ninety nine retail, but I, everyone bought them and it sold out, and everybody was selling it for like six eight hundred bucks. But I found someone that was selling it for like four fifty, and I was like, "Would you take three fifty? He was like, "I'll go down to four And then I was just like, "Nah, I'm not going to get it." But also, we're already you know fifteen days away from Halloween, and I don't, and we're going to Mexico here soon, so I don't want to buy it and then set it up when we get back and have it up for two days. Uh, so maybe it's a next year thing, but I, I want to get it almost just to be spiteful that nobody celebrates Halloween in 
in my neighborhood. I just be like, <laughs> you guys have no decorations. <laughs> we have a graveyard and a twelve foot skeleton in our front yard. Uh, I I feel like cool. I, would, I would it would be my goal to make um, suburban moms angry at me. <laughs> I really like Halloween. It's my favorite holiday, without a doubt, hands down. But I'm also the Grinch, so <laughs> but it like compensates for that. I I like Christmas, but uh, Christmas with no presents. That's my favorite Christmas. Christmas with just food. Now, someone I someone listening onto this is probably just they're like, then why don't you just like Thanksgiving? Um, mm. Because the Christmas food, I think, is a little different than Thanksgiving. At least how I grew up, it was. And, I hate the whole thing. And just I like the whole. <laughs> you can start like the second that Halloween's over. I just want it to be May. Really, <laughs> you could just half the year just skip. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like uh, I like christmas and when we eat and when we talk with the family and then so my family does it they do they eat they hang out we eat we drink and then it's like all right time to open gifts and then it's just like this cluster of kids and children and and um presents handing out and just people being loud and frankly i don't like buying presents for people and i yeah and i don't like receiving presents very much from well, I don't mind receiving it's presents from people more. I know, but like, like my my aunts and uncles and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, you can get me a present, but I'm not going to get you a present because that's like a thousand dollars between everybody else. Like, who do yeah. I get a present for, and who do I choose not to? Yeah, that's why I don't like it. But I do uh, like. I'm bringing, it, I'm bringing it back because we could go. We should save this for Christmas. <laughs> okay, I got beginning horror story, which is mine. Mm. And it's I think the uh, we didn't. Well, we didn't talk. Did we talk? Did we say we're gonna talk about agency horror stories? I think we just said we're gonna have a Halloween special. Oh, uh, okay. So agency. So during this Halloween special, we are going to talk about agency horror stories that Cody and I have experienced ourselves, but also just a just a couple out of the ether. We're just gonna go to the go online and and see what there are. I got two that that I found that were pretty interesting. Okay, now Great. you can talk. All right. Well, the first one I have is when I started working, <laughs> like. Not soon after. So I, I got started at the startup. It was fun. It was exciting. They recently got acquired. So it was still this like fun vibe, but they had benefits now because they had parent funding to make things more cush. And it was a good time. And then like a month after, uh, one of, so there were three founders, one quits, right? Very little explanation. Still okay. Still two founders. Um, within the same month, we have a last minute meeting at the beginning of the day where one of the other founders says, you know, hey, everybody, come on, let's talk. Then he starts out and he's like, well, guys, it's been fun. I'm like, I'm looking around like, what's been fun? I'm, I'm having fun. I'm still having fun. What's going on? And uh, he was gone. He was gone, too. So we're was that, to what, did, did he even give a notice or was he just, was was that him saying, no, after today, I'm, I'm done? Every time it was the same day. Oh, my God. Yep. So I I remember just being very confused. And I try to think about that uh, with our team and stuff too, just having like clarity and explanations as to what's happening and why it's, and I understand that there are times when you don't want to do that because sharing information is worse. Like it's better to keep them in the dark. Um, Rarely, I would say rarely. I think that's also assuming that your team is um, dumb and people aren't dumb. Come on. Like I I knew something was up because I remember going home and thinking, do I have a job tomorrow? Like how, these guys are disappearing. Do I disappear? What is this? Is this China? Are they just gonna <laughs> just gonna show up and I'm gonna I'm gonna be no more? But 
it, it worked out okay over time, but it was, uh, I learned what acquisitions were and how they could go. And it was, uh, it was a spooky time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you telling me that um, uh, in another episode, actually, you mentioned this. Uh, and it was every time that we, every time we lose a client, I always have to like go to the minions and be like, no, 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 it's fine. Like it, it wasn't because we sucked. It was because they got acquired and, or they mm. sold their business or whatever. And then you were like, yeah, there was a one time that I was a part of a company where all they got sold and all the founders left. And then it was just kind of like, Oh, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> never, never any explanation. Uh, well, and sometimes that's, I, I think about when people are I'll say fired. That's what they are. They're fired for whatever reason. Right. And if they get fired for bad, here's how I see it. Either you have a bad company firing people for whatever reason, and they're just a bad company, or you have good people running companies firing the bad people. That's been my experience. And when it's good companies firing bad people, that's fine. I don't need to know the explanation because I trust the top level management and I know, hey, something, something was up. And I've, I've been around long enough to know their values and why that would happen. Um, so I've experienced that as well. But uh, yeah, that's definitely a better place to be as opposed to seeing disappear the same day while working at a uh, not as good company. <laughs> so uh, on on that note, like we worked, I mean, we were your company you worked at was acquired by the company that I worked at. Yep. And but it was a different time because you were there before that even um, happened. I was there not until everything already happened. Mm, yep. And uh, oh, my horror story, the more of a horror story for me, like I was my it was my screw up. Uh, so we do um, we did mailers a lot for uh, automotive dealerships. And, you know, they're transactional. So it wasn't like we had non-competes because they're just transactional mailers. And there was a dealer, I think it was in Ohio, and we, it was a, a, a sales rep sold a used car mailer. So uh, if you ever, ever gotten like a used car sheet uh, from a dealer, local dealership in your mail, it was basically that. And it had tracked really good results, like really well. And, um... So what they use is they use that as a template and then they sell to other dealers that same piece. Uh, what happened was there was another dealer basically down the road who got this piece uh, pitched to them as a template. So then I, I worked on it and they put they swapped everything out. I mean, they whitewashed it first, so it didn't look like it just came from the dealer down the street. <clears throat> but they swapped out all the cars and everything. The one thing they didn't swap out, though was the phone number and uh no one ever caught it so no one ever was like hey this phone number's wrong or anything like that we had to send it to the dealer when we fi got final sign off they looked it over they signed off on it, like yep this is good uh, and then we sent it to print <laughs> uh. <laughs> and it was like it was like like ten thousand pieces Ooh. and uh i remember like a week or two weeks goes by and they hit mailboxes well, at the same time they hit mailboxes, the dealer gets like 20 samples in the mail sent from our shipping department. And the uh, the first thing the dealer notices, the phone number is wrong. And he goes, hey, so I uh, our sales rep gets a call and he's like, uh, hey, the phone number is wrong on this. And then he's like, oh, it is like, are we off by like a digit or something? Or, you know, is it every or, or what? And he goes, yeah, it's everywhere on the mailer. And he's like, and to top it off, it's our competitor down the street. So when uh -huh. people receive this, they're just going to be calling the competitor. No. <laughs> I was like, 
no and the worst part too is it was it was used cars so like it's not like a new car specific dealership where it's obvious like this is an infinity dealer and then this is like a chevy dealer it's like hey i'm calling about this car and you're at i don't have this and i'm like oh we don't have a car like that but we have a used car similar to that like it's very easy to take that customer away so um that's tough yeah well we had to do a good mailer and then also like credit back all their money essentially um that's pretty bad yeah it was it was awful it was one of the worst moments of my agency career because i never stopped hearing about it pretty sure processes (laughs) got changed for the entire company after that (laughs) (laughs) oh hey learning experience that's nice (laughs) um i had another time this is it's not really spooky. It was spooky for me because we were talking to a rep at another company that we were closely with. It was actually a Google rep at the time. And there was someone on our team who over time was getting just during this one call. Otherwise, I don't know why any other time it was fine. But this one time he would ask uh, our rep, who was a woman. Um, and I, I say this because I think it's worth pointing out. He was a man. She was a woman. And when he would ask her a question, she would go to answer it, but he didn't like the answer that he was receiving. So he would just speak over it as <laughs> like, to tweak it a little bit. Just halfway through it. I don't like this. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me correct and then get a different answer from you. And like that's like that's like that's like googling something and be like, I don't like any of these top three results. Let's refresh my search. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I'm not kidding. This happened. I swear, like six times, and I lost it. I was like, dude, could you not? Can you just stop? Can you? I, I understand you don't like what she's saying, but can you just let her finish? Because that's what you're asking her to do. Okay. Then you can say, I, I don't really care what you say. Just it's really rude to continually speak over this person. So I, I popped off a little. Um, and then it was awkward. <laughs> Things ended. I remember thinking they finished. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I have a job anymore. That was, I went off. This could end very poorly. So I go to work the next day and I have a, uh, hey, uh, you know, upper management wants to see you, to speak with you. I'm like, ah, yeah, well, saw that coming. That's very understandable. <laughs> and uh, so I go, I go in to talk with them. And I swear, this is like, um, it was office space where mm, yeah, I sit down, I'm nervous. And they go, Cody, I just want you to know that's the exact attitude we need at this company. <laughs> we are very proud of you. You did a great job. I'm looking around like, listen. I didn't see this one coming. That was new. <laughs> that was that is the opposite of spooky. I have, <laughs> I have a very similar story to this at, at uh, our the agency that we worked at. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like spook, like real spooky, and then it turned out to not be. So uh, our agency, they had a, we had a local baseball team in our town I, I don't think they were semi-pro but they were like high divisional to where it was a feeder team essentially to uh some some even like either the semi-pro teams uh or the actual major league teams and it's called the waterloo bucks but our company had a big sponsorship with them so they had a lot of company outings there where we got this whole party deck and there were just like beer and and um and hot dogs like unlimited all you can eat all you can drink uh and we went to uh uh we went to one of those one of those party decks at the at the bucks game company and then our uh, co-worker she was like hey i'm having a little uh um just bonfire at our house afterwards uh 
so and and you know we'll have beer and, and stuff and we'll just sit and hang out and um so we go over to her house and it, there's like eight other people there maybe um and uh mind you this is like a tuesday like like a, no a thursday night it's a thursday night and so we just kept drinking and then we all decide to just go back home probably around like 2 a.m 2 a.m maybe 3 a.m Jeez. Okay. So I roll into work the next morning and I look at my friend Sam and I go, hey, Sam, I think I'm still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, because the hangover hadn't set in yet, but, but my mind was super foggy. So uh, coincidentally, this was actually this Friday morning was actually a day that Sam and I, who, who was at the bonfire with me, had to present to the entire company in front of the entire company in our studio which is like 150 employees there's a lot of people yeah so uh we were presenting we were essentially just presenting them this new way of that we go and and track jobs and job accuracy and i remember standing up and walking there and i kind of got like the rushed feeling in my face and then i wasn't like i didn't feel like like drunk or buzz like when i woke up but then like it hit me again and i was like oh i'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> so this is like 8 a.m too so it's like there's only like a like a five hour gap between when it all ended and then when i'm presenting and so we presented it we, we, we presented it and i um i felt like it didn't go as good as it should have uh, but but we did get a lot of claps and, and stuff like that. So I go back to my desk and Sam goes back to her desk. And then I see I, I, I didn't I wasn't checking all my emails. I was just checking my to do list. And she comes over and pats me on my shoulder and says, hey, uh, Chad Waters wants to see us in his office. And I was just like, oh, so <laughs> so so Chad was he's like the um, um, the main he's like the main um, ma- like the floor manager of all the sales team. Mm-hmm. So he's a big he was a big deal. Uh, and so we walk over to his his office. It's just like this cubby. And I am scared shitless. Like I am absolutely mortified. I'm like, oh no, he knew something was wrong and we screwed up. <laughs> so we walk into the office and he just looks at us and he goes, have a seat. Just like on the other side of his, his, and he's like, he's like a very stern guy. He's like, you know, like you're going to do what I tell you to. So we just like slowly like sat down and then we had just kind of had our heads down. And then he goes, <laughs> He, he points like this, like towards the studio, like as if you could see it, but you can't. And he goes, that fucking shit in there? And then like, all right, here it comes. And he goes, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he's like, that is exactly what we need. And because I love that so much, I'm going to give each of you a $200 bonus. What? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I remember we just walked out and I just looked at Sam like I don't know what just what just happened. <laughs> so no, it was very similar story to what you had. I will never forget that. I'll never forget the just a raw fear that I had when mm-hmm. when Sam was like Chad wants to see us in his office. I was like, oh god, it couldn't have been more than like five minutes after the entire company exited the studio. Jeez, yeah, that's funny stuff though. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Um, I, well, I have one from, um, I have one from our agency, the one that we own. Oh, and, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a rite of passage. Right? Yeah, this was, well, I, it was kind of weird because it's like a bad thing, but then it happened and I was like, it's kind of cool that that happened <laughs> in like a yep. weird way. Okay, so our agency works in the lawn care and landscaping realm and there are certain services and certain things that there just aren't a lot of stock photos that we can use out there. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them being aeration. There just isn't a lot of photos for lawn aeration. I mean, there is for like, you know, those shoes that you put on that you just poke spikes in the ground. If you're caught using those as a lawn care um, business owner or uh, like an actual lawn care company, you'll get laughed at because the only, the only, there's only two aerations that actually, that that people actually do. And it's core aeration, which is pulling samples out of the ground or liquid aeration, which is Mm -hmm. a, which is a liquid application. But, um, there is like nothing for core aeration for pictures. There's like two. And I see them on every site that that advertises core aeration. And then there is nothing for basically fertilization or overseeding. It's all it is, the same tired dad wearing sandals and cargo shorts (laughs) using a Scott's turf spreader that he bought from Home Depot. And those pictures will just not fly on our website. Mm -hmm. And then there are certain things that like don't. There are other things like um, um, in this particular instance, uh, it was we needed to provide, provide, provide a photo for like army worms. And there just aren't a lot of there just weren't a lot of army worm photos at the time when we were looking mm-hmm. through our stock photos. So I had this great idea. I was like, whatever, man, we'll just pull it from Google and we'll just like we'll put it on the page. Like, I mean, they're army worms. <laughs> like, Well, OK, hold on, hold on. So you didn't tell me this at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't know. Because I've got drilled into my brain being a communications major that this is something that did get repeated. I mean, it gets repeated in college no matter what. But there was the you can't just take a picture from Google and use it however you want to. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Blah, blah. Even though that's that is literally people's business model. I swear that's what the DMCA is. That's the whole point. People make enough money fast enough. They take it down. People rip images. It's a whole hot mess. But Yes. However, I did not I did not know about this at the time. And in hindsight, I don't I don't even know what I would have said to do because there again weren't alternative images at all. They didn't exist. Well, I mean to be fair, DMCA is usually like, hey, take this down and you do it and you're fine, right? Yep. And so mm-hmm. usually. Usually. Uh so yeah, I went I went and I just pulled, you know, a little little army worm photo off of Google and probably like this is for um like an insect turf insect control service page and probably three months three four months later yeah that's right um right. our client sends us a uh a screenshot of an email or forwards an email that has a pdf attachment on it and it's basically a cease and, de- cease and desist on mm-hmm. on this image and they, and they had the screenshot in there but it's like it's written up in like legalese like it's like totally litigated and um I was like, oh, this, this is awful. So they're like, <laughs> <laughs> so like you need to take this down. And I'm pretty sure the wording in there was or pay us like 1500 or and pay us 1500 bucks or something like that. I can't remember. I don't know if they included that price in there right away. So regardless, we did everything correct from this point. Yeah. Forward. So as a good as a goodwill, um, mm-hmm. we we were, were we told our client, like, we'll take care of it. Like nothing is on you. And as soon as we received that, we took it down. And within like the original sending of the email from the the law firm to our client and us taking the picture down, it had to have been like... It was less than an hour for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was super fast. 
And the uh, DMCA is usually like at least 24 hours, I want to say. Yes. So uh, um, I think I feel like we talked about this in another episode, (laughs) but we're going to way one is into it. though. Yeah, we're going way more into detail. Um, So we took it down super fast and then we told our client to tell the law firm um, that we took it down. Done deal. And then he gets an email back that says, yeah, but that doesn't satisfy my client. Um, like they, they need compensatory, compensatory. I can't even say that word. That's a tough one. Yeah, they need you, compensated. Yeah, they need to be compensated. And they're <laughs> like, they're, <laughs> I feel like a porky pig. They're like, they're like yeah, you need to pay us $1,500. And you found this thing online where it was like an actual, like, uh, I don't know where you found it, but it was like an actual code in the law that said, no, you don't have to make any kind of a monetary uh, payment if you comply within a reasonable amount of time and a yeah, reason I, mean, I read through the whole dmca which is uh sorry digital millennium copyright act I, it's been so mm-hmm. long now yeah, at this right. point but mm-hmm. on top of that i mean so i read through that we fired it off to our lawyer and keep in mind technically this isn't even our issue because this was our client site we built the site yes but they also took on legal responsibility from us we're just trying to be the good guys we want to handle this um in a way that you know, we do realize that it was on us really uh like we were the ones who made the mistake even if it was their responsibility to you know vet us or whatever but anyway go ahead yeah so um uh, apparently even that so yeah we went to our lawyer we asked him about this and we're like what should we do and he goes he basically said do whatever helps you sleep at night <laughs> like yeah i don't even want to say basically he literally said that in an email i feel like mm-hmm. I, I screenshotted the email i actually wrote about <laughs> i wrote about this whole thing on my website at jaconley.com like it <laughs> and i even screenshotted the the document the law firm sent us i blacked out some stuff because uh we had to sign an nda and then um and then uh, uh i screenshotted some of the lawyer uh screenshots uh, or emails but <laughs> So I was like, I told Cody, I was like, no, screw him. I don't want to pay this. We're within our rights. Like we took this down. And then Cody dug into the law firm that uh, was serving us these papers or serving our client these papers. And let's just say that they took a major textbook company, a major Mm -hmm. one, like a big one. Like, you know, them listener. (laughs) Everybody knows them. And they took them to court and won. And so we're like, yeah, we're not, we're going to, we're not going to mess with this firm. We're like, you know what? Uh, why don't you go ahead and pull 1500 bucks from the capital expense account and just drop that right in their pockets. Yeah. It's welcome to the U S court system where it's not necessarily about who's right, but about who has deeper pockets and can hang out long enough to prove their, unless you're in Texas, yeah. because te- Texas has a law against that. I can't remember what it's called, but they do have a law where you cannot do that. Yeah, well, so we learned, and comparatively, it was a uh, comparatively cheap lesson learned as opposed to what it could have been. But it it was at the time, especially uh, more money for us. Yeah, it's kind of um, it's kind of cool though. It's like I mean, yeah, at the time it was it was definitely you know mm, I don't want to say it, was de- it wasn't detrimental, but it also wasn't a drop yeah. in the bucket. It was just kind of like, well, that sucks. Uh, guess we're not going to take a bunch home. Um, yeah. after this month but it it was fine and it felt kind of um i don't know felt like we had a big boy pants on after that mm-hmm. well that's what our lawyer told us too afterwards he was like congratulations you have now you're now in the club of people who have you know been through settlements <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> right of passage welcome to business <laughs> 
I had a I had a last one here. I don't know if you had any more, but this last one I had written down was um I I won't say the company name because if people want to, they'll find it. But it was it was the agency that we were working at, and this was one of their clients, uh, a very uh, large automotive uh, conglomerate. I don't know the word. They they owned lots and lots and lots of dealerships. A chain and chain. That was good. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. So they're a chain, and the owner was obscenely wealthy, and uh, his wife needed a kidney, so she actually received a kidney from one of their employees no no this isn't that this isn't that story (laughs) yeah okay because i had no idea that this was our agency i yeah yeah, yeah. i read about it on like a facebook instant article Mm -hmm. and i just thought this was just some other thing i would never cross paths with yeah no it's the real thing yeah so uh dude you're blowing my mind (laughs) (laughs) i cannot wait till lauren hears this episode because we have (laughs) talked about this and okay continue it's yeah it's really awful so she does she receives the kidney the man's wife from uh from the employee and then later on she uh, the wife fires the employee after receiving the kidney because she doesn't get back to work fast enough from her recovery and yeah so um i feel like i know the story very well but not from (laughs) that perspective (laughs) so here's what i read um yeah so what i read is they um she offered to give her a kidney they were a match uh and they they went through this whole process and they were super great she she said hey you know take take i don't know it was like four weeks off or something for recovery and the boss's wife took that i I heard the boss's wife was the boss um i I don't know if that maybe just worked together um yeah i'm not sure about logistics but Um, they were the owners whatever either way so uh after the surgery they uh like there's four weeks they're both off and then the boss's wife goes back to work and then you know so you thinking like you're super grateful that somebody just gave you their kidney not even somebody that's related to you but somebody that you employ like mm-hmm. um that just it blows my mind and then they took like like an additional two weeks or three weeks to recover and it's and the doctors explain like it's different reco- kidney recovery is different for everybody i would imagine kidney recovery is harder on somebody who's getting a kidney taken out versus one who's getting one put in. You'd think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, so this bot this boss lady, she was just like, "No, like you're you're taking too much time off of work to recover. I can't have this. Uh you are um, you know, you, they fired her." And I'm like, "That is insane. Could you imagine yeah. not having a kidney because you gave it to somebody who fired you 3 weeks later?" And the I feel like I need to clarify the amount of wealth that they had, right? They had, well, in a simple, the simplest way I could say it is they had yacht wealth, right? Like not small yacht wealth, large (laughs) yacht wealth. And to the point that I'm like, I'm thinking if it were me, I had that much money. My health is on the line and like the longevity of my life, the time that I have left and I have that much money and somebody does that for me. I, I would give them enough to just be good forever. Like they saved my life, right? I, just give them enough to be good. They don't even have to work anymore. Yeah, like, that's insane. What more can you value? I don't than... know what this chick did, but I would have. I oh, I would have sued. I would have ruined their life. I yeah. would have sued so hard. I don't know what case. I don't know what legs you have to stand on, but I would have found one. Here's a here's a side 
uh, side quest off of that story too, that I just thought was very strange because again, this was very early career for me. Um, so fun fact about that, uh, that client was we won in a fight against Gary V's agency. Uh-huh. What? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. oh, so like you were battling for the client mm, and yeah, and, for their business. And what was Vayner Media? Yep. Yeah. Oh my so, god. So I remember that day happening, and they were they were literally popping bottles. Right? There's champagne uh-huh. pouring it out, and I remember thinking, "This is weird." Like I I make maybe one one hundredth <laughs> of whatever is happening. <laughs> I have no clue what's of the going champagne on. bottle. It just popped. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's what I made this month is whatever that costs. <laughs> um, but so anyway, fast forward sometime. I, I don't remember how long it was, but as it inevitably happens for an, a, any agency, eventually clients leave. So that client and all of their money left. And we had a meeting that was very similar <laughs> To that meeting very early on where my boss was like, well, guys, it's been fun. And I was like, well, <laughs> it was very similar to that. I walk in, people are crying, real, oh real tears, real crying. And I remember one guy saying, well, I guess my wife will go have to go back to work. And oh, my. I just I like I looked at him and then I just stared off into the distance and I thought that's on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what decision making process did you go through? To Wait. think, because he was the salesman, he made the sale. Yeah, like uh, that—that's what you did. Yeah, you and made then, this, and you then made you, this very... <laughs> and then you stretch yourself so thin with your cost of living and and living within those means or living above those means, and now you're like, well, uh, lose that one client, all that commission. Like that's on you. It's such a strange YOLO. Like I'm I'm all about YOLOing in strategic ways. <laughs> like calculated risk is fun. I like that. I enjoy that. That was not calculated. That was just risk. That was just in the moment. Cool. We got this money coming in. You can quit your job. We're going to live high and mighty. I don't know. I don't know what mindset you're in to think, oh, well, this will just go on indefinitely and my wife won't have to go back to work again. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe he was just thinking, well, it was fun while it lasted. I don't know. It was just very strange to hear that. That's right. When I take when I calculate, like, um, I don't know if you do, but when I calculate our expected capital expense funds and all of our other um, accounts that we have and our percentage allocations, I don't count our top, I think, two or three clients mm-hmm. in terms of in payment. Because if those go away, I don't want those to be detrimental to our how our business operates. And yep. that's not what the agencies typically do. They usually get a really big client and then they're just gone. Um so I, I I'll piggyback on this. It's not an, it's not a horror story for me. It's a horror story for another agency. Uh, but I I knew who they were. So um, I have this client who's a very big um, e-commerce um, makeup and skincare company. Uh, they're a global company. You uh, if if you're a female, you've probably heard of them. But I'm not going to mention the name. <laughs> they we were on a call. Uh, so I. In my day job, I do, um, I, I do, how do I explain it? Um, I'm a consultant, essentially. So I was consulting with this company and their marketing agency was on the call. And their rep for the marketing agency was this guy. And he was just wearing, he was wearing a, like a suit, like a nice cut suit. And his like wrists were in frame. Um, oh, I do want to be honest about this. So I wasn't on the call, but my, my, um, uh, coworker was, and he was explaining this whole situation to me. And so his wrists, his wrists were in the, uh, in frame, like almost like this, I, I, that's, mm-hmm. how, that's how he explained it to me. <laughs> and I was like, and he was telling me about that. I was like, uh, 
that's awkward. He's like, yeah. He's like, I've never seen someone's wrists in frame on a Zoom call. <laughs> but the reason why this detail is important is because he had this huge gold watch on and like it was clearly showing it off and he was not getting any of the concepts that my coworker was trying to teach them about their software they have so uh the next call i'm actually on the call with this client <laughs> so i brought it up because my my coworker told me all about this and my coworker's on the call with me with the client right now and i go yeah so i heard about <laughs> his wrist was like in the frame and then my client goes he's just like kind of like smirks and he goes yeah who do you think paid for that watch <laughs> but then he just like showed us like we knew the numbers too like we knew how much the agency was making off their account and the agency had to have making been making like half a million dollars uh in management off of that account like from Jeez. ad spend fees so it was a lot i mean it was probably like your your big client um yeah, at your last big job. leagues yeah and i know that it, it, the worst part too is like a month later they fired that agency because I did an audit of their Facebook ads campaign, which is where all the ad spend was going, and none of their ads campaigns were performing well at all. And I did, I pushed the test segment over there, over them, over to their ad account with like a conceptual ad and um, like creative and, and targeting, and it beat their ad by like three thousand percent and to return ad spend. And so, like a month later, they fired them, and I was just like, "Oh man, that dude's." <laughs> or <laughs> my coworker's like, "What do you think they're doing now?" And I was like, "Selling his watch." <laughs> Jeez, God, I was excited to tell that. I hope that came out in like one <laughs> one fluid thought because I was like, "There's just like a lot of pieces of this really funny." <laughs> That's agencies are weird, man. It's it's where I've said it. Before. I told you that I said this before. I offended a lot of people. And I described it as agencies. Agencies are where people who didn't try hard early enough in life end up and decide <laughs> to try hard later. And yeah. I mean that in the nicest of ways. You mean right? that like, from a first person, like from, from your yeah, experience? Yeah, it was me. Yeah, it was mm. you. Yeah. And yeah, it was me. I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'm back in college now. And to be fair, so I'm still in some ways just as stupid because I, I got a degree in communication. And to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I keep saying that. But uh degrees are good i think people should get degrees raises like in general you look across the board it will raise your the, the bottom earning potential like good rate increases your odds but communication stem would have been better some sort of stem degree no doubt that would have been more strategic and now that i'm uh in my 30s and i tell people that i went back to college the the assumption is that I've gone for my master's degree because that is what smart people do when they go back to school when they're older is go higher. And I say, no, I am dumb and I'm getting another bachelor's in not only not STEM, but Japanese. So you want to talk about strategic, uh, I'm not necessarily <laughs> the most. <laughs> but you're, you're doing the second thing and though you're doing it what you want because you can afford it and you have the time. So like mm. that, that's the only difference. Your communication thing, that was a mistake. Then that, was, that is on you. Yep. But... Um, I dropped out. Uh, it, it wasn't a mistake. I don't think it was a mistake for me to drop out because um, at the time I was working at an, at the agency that we worked at and like for the position that I was wanting the degree for. So I was like, why do I have this? I dropped out. But there were a lot of things I did learn in college that I still use today and I find very valuable. So um, I don't think going to college was a mistake. I don't think dropping out was a mistake, but um, where I am now set me on the trajectory to where I'm happy with. But I did want to point out too, um, according to our podcast metrics, 48% of our listeners 
Um, so we have a nominal distribution between um, 0 to 17, 60 plus, and everything in between. 48% of those are 28 to 34, which is our age, which means mm-hmm. 48% of our listeners, actually, if you go higher than that, 28 to 59, uh, which is probably my mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. Uh, Thank you. 48 to 20, 48 to 50, or 18 to 59, dang it, 23 to 59, uh, mm-hmm. that's, uh, we're looking at like 90% of our listeners uh, mm-hmm. try decide to try harder later in life. So yeah. if you're listening to this, I'm going to take a bet. I'm going to say you decided to try harder later in life. You didn't get the <laughs> career that you wanted out of college. You didn't major for the thing that you um, thought you were going to get a job for. And now you're starting an agency. Or you're just supporting us <laughs> someone, in some nice way. Someone's like, <laughs> someone's like, wow, that was uh hurtful like ouch, <laughs> ouch. Like... see you later guys it's been nice i like listening to you up until this one but <laughs> too hurtful <laughs> look hey the truth hurts okay no i do have a lot of friends who do listen to this and they're not in the agency setting my dad said he'd listen to this a couple episodes and he's like i just oh, nice well yeah but then he goes i couldn't understand anything you guys are talking about and so oh. i just zoomed uh you know zoned out i'm like but none of the things we're talking about are complicated they're we're not like going into ad accounts we're just talking more about than business. my dad so thanks jake's dad <laughs> <laughs> but, ooh, boom self-roast ooh, yeah, that's that's spooky of, this is just a painful one we went from spooky to pain that's where we're at now cody's ooh. dad doesn't love him that's okay <laughs> i'm doing great i love christmas that's why i don't love christmas Okay, guys, it's been great. That was a good That's episode. I yeah, I, I I had some for um, that we pulled out of the ether, but we didn't need them. We we uh, we kept it rolling. So I hope you guys enjoyed this special episode, this Halloween edition. Um, maybe next time we'll talk about Thanksgiving and um, what we're thankful for. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Anyway, happy Halloween. <laughs> Boom.